Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. The Chicago Bulls get a much-needed win when they beat the Atlanta Hawks last night in a win that is important for the Eastern Conference play-in race. We're going to talk a little bit about that win. We're also talk about the way Io DeSumo has really stepped up here lately and him and Kobe White really showing that they are building blocks for the Chicago Bulls future. And we're going to overall talk about how the Chicago Bulls could be taking a calculated risk in what they're doing in this offseason that could end up with them holding on to their 2025 first round pick. All that plus a little bit of mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host there, Hayes. More importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today, guys. And so the Bulls got the dub yesterday against the Atlanta Hawks in a game that, you know, the Bulls came back to end up being up by, by a small margin at the end of that first half. Now, in the in the second half of the game, it was a back-and-forth game. This was really a playoff atmosphere-type game. And Kobe White, who didn't play overly well in the first half of the game, really came on late in the game. DeMar DeRozan was very consistent throughout the game. We'll talk a little bit about his production. But the story of this game is going to be Iota Sumu and the way that he performed in this game consistently on both sides of the ball. And Iota Sumu back to flashing that confidence and that two-way play that initially got him on the Bulls' radar and Bulls fans loving him on top of, of course, being from Chicago, which definitely helps in that. Iota Sumu was one of the most consistent Bulls yesterday. In the first half of the game, going 7 of 10 and 3 of 3 from three-point range for 17 points and 3 assists. But then when you look at the second half of the game, Iota Sumu stepped up again with going uh, 5 of 8 from the field and 2 of 4 from three-point range to get to get 12 points. Again, DeMar DeRozan very consistent throughout that game. The first half from Kobe White that I touched on a little bit, he only scored 7 points in the first half. Of course, 13 in the, in the second half of that game. So shout out to uh, to Kobe White for the way that he was able to perform and come back in that game and still help the Bulls, right? And that's one of the things that we're seeing with Kobe White. Even when that shot's not falling, Kobe White is finding ways to help impact that game for the Chicago Bulls. But the numbers overall, DeMar finishes with 29 points, 5 assists. Io DeSumo finished with 29 points, 7 assists, <laughs> 1 steal, 1 block, and 2 rebounds. Very big night for Io DeSumo. Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. And then Kobe White with 20 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 1 steal from Kobe White. 
But like I said, it comes down to the two-way play and overall play from the team um, from, on, on, uh, from Io DeSumo, but then as well, on the, what we did to Trey Young. We made it a difficult night for Trey Young, who only scored three field goals throughout the entirety of the game. And yes, he got to the free throw line a whole hell of a lot. We talked about in the pregame show just how this uh, Atlanta Hawks team does get to the free throw line a lot, so that wasn't too surprising there. But the Bulls get a big win, and they're able to, to, to create a little bit more of a cushion in that Eastern Conference which is going to be important, uh, and we'll talk about that here in a second as well. But the Bulls just, they battled back. They limited turnovers, only six turnovers in this game. The Atlanta Hawks had 11. Like I said, with Trey Young, he goes 3 of 14 for the game for 19 points, but he had to get to the free throw line 12 times to get that. Goes 11 of 12 from that from that uh, that free throw line. But then Hunter off the bench with 23 points and Bogdanovich off the bench for the Atlanta Hawks with 28 points. They lead the team in scoring. But overall, we played extremely well. We identified mismatches. Nikola Vucevic got to the rim a few times pretty regularly. He, he didn't always finish well around the rim. That's one thing I want to see better from Nikola Vucevic overall. But this win still just comes down to Io DeSumo. And Io talked a little bit about it after the game where he said this. Hey, Io, it felt like the prevailing theme on Saturday night in Orlando was that you guys let that one slip away. What was the difference tonight? I mean, we knew that it's going to be tough. These games are going to be tough. You know, getting, getting ready before the break. You know, a lot of guys have been playing a lot of minutes. Um, so we know how how each other's bodies feel, but we understand the NBA, it come down to a couple possessions, and uh, we want to just try to correct those mistakes we made last game. You trying to make a last-ditch effort to get in the three-point shootout at All-Star Weekend? Hey, it's whatever. <laughs> What's working for you there? That's two straight games with five three-pointers. I mean, it's just the work I put in over the summer, um, the, the work I put in on my dad, my brother, uh, the work I put in here with Coach Peter, um, Peter Patton, and um, all those, the, the great PD guys helped me with my shot. Um, my teammates are stealing confidence in me. You guys uh, limited Trey Young to three for 14 shooting. What goes into that defensively? I mean, he's an all-star, so um, he's one of the, the better guards in this league. So I know every time, you know, we know every time we play against a guard like that, we have to be locked in. And I just want to make it hard for him, not give me the shots to test everything. Last one, you guys face a very hot Cleveland team, although they lost tonight. What's going to be the key that night? I mean, uh, we're going to put a, a great game plan together. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, keep playing aggressive, keep playing together, keep defending, and um, anything can happen. And so, you know, just saying that the game came down to a couple of possessions and things is all legit. This is the Bulls' seventh clutch game over the last eight games played. And so when we talk about the number, the, the minutes that are on the players and things like that, it comes down to, you know, how close the Bulls are playing in a lot of these games. And would we like to see the Bulls be able to kind of adamantly win a little bit more of these games and, and have kind of be able to coast a little bit um, in, 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 the, uh, in the second half? Yeah, we would love to see it. But you know, as of right now, we're just not seeing that. Now, I do want to also acknowledge the, the contributions off the bench. Javon Carter, who before the game said that he was a little bit surprised by the lack of minutes that he's been getting since he came to the Chicago Bulls, for the most part, came in and played pretty well. Now, he made some mistakes defensively at times. He played overall pretty good defense on Trey Young when he was switched on there. 25 minutes for Javon, Javon Carter. Uh, he goes 4 of 8 from the field, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 11 points overall. He had a positive plus-minus of plus-9. Dalen Terry, though, went on a stretch in this game where he made a he 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 made a three-pointer, he made a defensive play, got the ball to Io DeSumo, he made a dunk on another play, he goes three or three from the field, one of one from three-point range, four rebounds, one, one assist, one steal. And Dalen Terry, you know, again, I don't want to overblow the seven points only, but you gotta really watch the game to understand what he did defensively how he didn't back down. He took players off the dribble on a possession where he just understood that he could get to the rim. 
21 minutes from Dalen Terry. He plays a big part in this in this win as well as a role player. Only six minutes from Andre Drummond. I mean, 16 minutes from Andre Drummond. Of course, we would like to see a little bit more of that. But, you know, this is kind of what Billy Donovan does if, if he's not going to play a whole hell of a lot of Drum and Vooch together. But that from Andre Drummond, he gets 7-11 and 11 in those 16 minutes. So he's his normal productive self that he can be. And it was good to see Kobe White's minutes come down. Some who's been averaging over 40 minutes or close to 40 minutes. 33 minutes only played in this game. And that comes down to Javon Carter stepping up and playing well and being able to stay out on the court longer, which then lessens the minutes for Kobe White. And so, you know, that's a, that's a good thing for the Bulls as well. So this win gives the Bulls a two-game advantage over the Atlanta Hawks at the ninth seed. Right now, we are uh, two and a half games behind the Miami Heat for the eighth seed. And so we got one game left before the All-Star break. That's a game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's going to be a tough matchup for the Bulls. The Cleveland Cavaliers have won 16 out of their last 18 games. We're going to see how the Bulls come into that game, but we'll be previewing that game tomorrow, so make sure you guys stay tuned in to the daily episode for that. But in talking about Io and Kobe, right, they they really have. Coming into this season, one of the biggest things that I was talking about in the offseason was how the Bulls, there's so many question marks and doubts around the Bulls because their, their best players are the players that you look to bet on the most weren't their young players. They were older players, right? The, the Nikola Vucevic, the DeMar DeRozans, right? The Zach Levine, who's not old by any stretch of the imagination, going towards being 30. But the Bulls hadn't shown that their young players were going to be for sure building blocks of the team's success going forward. Io and Kobe have all but eliminated that. We know the season that Kobe White's having. There's really no reason to review that again. Kobe White has stepped up, become the number one uh, scoring option in a, in a lot of ways, averaging the most points that he has on the most best efficiency he has as well. 5.3 assists per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, uh, 45% shooting from the field. Kobe White is absolutely killing it this season, and that's why that talk around him potentially being the most improved player of the year it's all legit. You cannot deny the season that Kobe White is having right now, shooting the career his career best from 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 overall from the field and his career best from from three point range, taking the most three pointers he has in his career as well, and keeping and making that efficiency even more. But there's another bull that we need to talk about as well, who's improved in setting a foundation where you got to look at him as being a foundational piece as well, and that is Io Desumu. And it's not always going to be scoring with Io, right? Me and Pat. The designer had a really good conversation over on Locked on Bulls about Io DeSumo and kind of his ceiling there. And we'll bring that a little bit over here as well. But Io DeSumo over the last 10 games is averaging 16.1 points per game, 3.1 assists per game, and 2.3 rebounds per game. And he's doing that at almost 50% shooting from the field. And then if you even take that a little bit further and go over the last 20 games, the numbers aren't as good, but still very solid. Basically 14 points per game, three assists, and 2.6 rebounds. And again, doing that on about 48% shooting from the field. Iota Sumo has turned himself into an efficient player, a player that understands how and where to get his off at, and he's just he's showing that ceiling again that he flashed that rookie year after a sophomore slump, coming back, working on his game. Matter of fact, he talked about how he worked on his game this summer. He talked about it here. The, the Knicks game, um, Coach Billy, he was like, in the film, he came, he told me, he was like, you know, you should be a 40% three-point shooter, but every time in a game against the Knicks, um, my knees were straight up. I wasn't ready to shoot. And he said, if you just, you know, get shot ready, it'll help, you know, help your shot go in more more often. And um, I took that constructive criticism. And then since then, 
Um, it's been feeling way better. Oh, I mean, it's just making sure I get, hold my follow through and uh, don't shoot on the side of my face. Let it, let it go straight through and uh, hold my follow through. That's, that's the main thing. Not letting my my um, my follow through get to the side. We repping that every day. Repping that. Repping off the going on uh, defend the goal under. Repping coming off of DHOs. And uh, like I said, it's not just you know you just shooting on a regular day it's, it's hard work where if i do it wrong one time he's stopping he's saying no this you got to do he's sending me film at night times and this was a good shot this is a bad shot and uh, like i said we have a relationship where he can coach me hard so it's allowed me to like, he wasn't here today but i'm just i had everything that he told me in my mind to go out there and do it so i thank him for that i thank the pd pd guys for that because they, they did a great job also of you know stepping in when he wasn't here today and that just goes to show, and again, I know I, I, I harping on this a lot because I do feel that Bulls fans and fans overall across the NBA, this is a this is a sports thing, not even just a basketball thing. This is a sports thing. We we have become accustomed now in this microwave-type mindset society to always think that we, we put these limits on players and don't really allow them time to develop, right? And Io DeSumo, Kobe White are showing that sometimes it, take, it, it takes time. It takes more time. Then three years we're used to players showing now. Yes, this is Io DeSumo's third year, and he's playing really well in that. But like Kobe White, this is his fifth year in the league. And so, listen, I know that we've said before that AK, and I've said it, right? So this isn't me calling out anybody, that AK doesn't draft well. I don't know if we can fully say that 100% yet because, hey, we have a coach that doesn't use the young players in Billy Donovan very often. Yes, Io and Patrick Williams got used uh, in, in the rotation early in their rookie seasons, but then you got the Dalen Terrys, the Julian Phillips, Dalen still hasn't gotten consistent minutes. Julian Phillips, seven minutes in last night's game, has been in and out of the rotation, right? So, I, and AK has drafted these, these project pieces, these pieces that are going to take work to develop and take time. And that's why you've seen the Bulls really invest in that player development department because that's what they dress, how they've been drafted. Now, could that change in this draft where they draft somebody who's a little bit more ready to go? Yeah, that can change in any draft. But it, it it's plays like this and the fact that the young players of the Chicago Bulls are flashing so much that it, it it kind of helps raise that ceiling and it helps, you know, kind of paint that picture a little bit more. Kobe and Io are showing themselves to be building blocks. And the question around Io that, that many people are asking, we actually talked about it yesterday in the post-game show live on the channel, is that is Io showing the ceiling of more than just a bench? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Player, And I go back and forth on that, right? He's playing really well as, as a starter. Like, you, you can't deny um, Io DeSumo, even when he's in there starting, he's now with that confidence He's understanding where and when to pick his spots. He's understanding where he can get off at. He's understanding how he needs to go about his, how he can dictate the pace of the offense. He's finishing around the rim a lot better. That is one of the biggest things outside of just the three-point shooting, which is much better this season and at a higher volume. It's his, his understanding of finishing around the rim, 
how he can use his length to finish that, take players off the dribble, finishing through contact. These are all big things that Iodesumu is doing that is definitely affecting the way that he's playing. I talked about the numbers over 10 games and over 20 games, but on the season so far, Iodesumu is averaging 10, 10 points per game, 10.1. He's doing that on 50.7% shooting, the best of his career. He's taking the most shots in his career, and he's taking three and a half three-pointers per game and hitting that at a 41% clip. That is really good numbers. Now, the question that the Bulls have to ask him is, can he be a starter? Is he still going to come off the bench? And what I'll say is let, let his play dictate that. Let the, the way that the team works, whatever. The team may be focused on a young big here in the draft. We'll see. But, you know, if the team does move on from Zach Levine this offseason, which I still think is unlikely, uh, Ayo Desumu could be making a conversation for him to be able to get and come in as that, uh, as that maybe that starting two next to Kobe White. And him and Kobe White have a really good chemistry together. As a starter this season so far, he started 13 games for the Bulls. As a starter, he's averaging 13 points per game, 3.2 rebounds, 3.4 assists, right under a block per game, over a steal per game, and he's shooting the ball 53% from the field and 46% from three-point range in 13 games as a starter, taking four and a half three-pointers per game. That's not by any stretch of the imagination star-level numbers, but that is a player that can be a role player for you if you're looking for him to be in that starting lineup. So, listen, the, the ceiling isn't done for Io DeSumo, as it isn't for a lot of these Chicago Bulls players. And um, I'm, I love that Io is kind of bucking that trend, proving some of the players wrong that, uh, that you know, that are some of the fans wrong that thought that Io maybe was done, that maybe he we saw enough from Io that he didn't have room to grow after a disappointing rookie season. Yes, it was disappointing. I mean, sorry, sophomore season. Yes, it was disappointing. But the way that Kobe White, and I are playing, and Dalen Terry showing flashes, Julian Phillips, if he plays a little bit more, the rest of the season, yes, it's about the Bulls winning as many games as possible, but it's also about how these young players are making plays at the, at the biggest times and the right times. How much are they showing that they, are, that they can be those, those building blocks, part of that, those players that you build around and build with on the Chicago Bulls roster. So it's about giving hope for the future, which they are doing at a, at a nice rate. And I really like the way that Kobe White and I are playing, man. I got to show much love to them because those guys are really executing right now and really kind of turning around kind of the, the, the mindset that Bulls fans had coming into the season on those guys. But with that said, also, I want to talk about something that did come up in the halftime hangout, I think it was, uh, last night. Either way, on one of the live streams last night. And that was the Bulls taking a calculated risk uh, with, with what they're doing with their cap situation. And by that, I mean this, right? The, the, the Chicago Bulls are right up to the luxury tax. There's a big chance that the Bulls are not going to be able to afford to bring back DeMar DeRozan, Andre Drummond, and P. Will. There's just a big chance of that. And unless they move Zach, unless they do something with Lonzo Ball's contract, like the, like the career-ending injury exception, there is a big chance that the Bulls may not be able to afford all, to bring all those guys back and, and, and go over the luxury tax to do it because we know that, that, that that's not what this team does. We don't go into the luxury tax. And the thing that was pointed out was that we have players in the wings, right? You have Sonogo, who's really developing down in that G League and showing that he's dominating. Like, it's not just a little bit. He is dominating that G League. And while I'm not by any means saying he's going to come into the NBA and do that exact same thing, I do think that it's fair to say he's flashed enough to say he can be a backup big or deserves the chance to have a be a backup big at the next level. We got Ernalot Batim, a guy that the Bulls went out and got who, who played really well in EuroLeague. His three-point shooting is really taking off here as it seems like he's adjusting to the G League and the, and the NBA style of play, things like that. And Henry Drell as well, who can be a shooter coming off your bench. These are three players 
that offer the Bulls chances to step to come into the roster next season. Again, we're not saying they can replace anybody, right? They're not replacing the production of Drummond. They're not replacing the production of, of DeMar DeRozan. But if we do leave the, lose those guys, you bring those guys up, as well as with Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips. Those are five young players that, are, that could and should be part of your future one way or another. So you bring those guys up. You really take a look at what they can, they can bring you. Yes, that could potentially set you up in taking a step back. But here's where the calculated part comes in at it. The Chicago Bulls owe their first-round pick next year to the San Antonio Spurs. It's top 10 protected. Now, depending on what the Bulls do, if they finish this season strong and let's say they do get up to the sixth seed, that can completely change the strategy from the Bulls. So if the Bulls do that, take this conversation, ball it up, throw it away. We'll have a different conversation at that point in time. But if this season does end with the Bulls not making it out the playing tournament, if the Bulls do, you know, get take a step back, but also take a step forward in developing and using and relying on young players a little bit more, that could increase your chances of holding on to your own 2025 first-round pick while also developing these pieces to see what you have in these guys. And the 2025 draft, that is the draft where you can get some talent that can theoretically change the ceiling of your team, right? 2024, there's some solid prospects in it that can come in, add some depth, things like that, absolutely. But when you look at Cooper Flag, when you look at Ace Bailey, right, when you look at, at VJ, when you look at these players, these are players at the top three of next year's draft, as well as some other ones like Trey Johnson, uh, Dylan Harper. These are guys that that do have a higher ceiling than the players that are going in this upcoming draft. So maybe AK is trying to be smart again. Now, I'm not betting on that. We got to see it. the proof's in the pudding, as I like to say, right? But there's something to be said about about maybe that being the plan for the Chicago Bulls. And I don't know if that's a plan that Bulls fans are even going to like, right? I'm not saying that that's a plan that could work. What if we do take a step back in, in those players walking away in Drum and, and DeMar, we get younger players to step in there, but then it, it doesn't work out. And then we still, let's say we, our pick still doesn't fall in the top 10, right? Those are, those, that, that would be a risk that would, that would hurt the Bulls. So it's just a different perspective and a different way of looking at it. And I said that I was going to bring that up um, in today's episode, because I think it was a really good point that a lot of people, me my, myself included, haven't really thought about. Maybe that's the long term play by AK and risking because we all have said like, hey, why the Bulls didn't make moves because we're going to be so up to the luxury tax. We'll see what happens with that, man. We'll see what happens. Well, we got one voicemail that we need to get into today before we go. This one's from T'Challo. Yeah, this is your boy T'Challo, the savior, and I'm calling in to address some of the uh, uh, educated callers or whatever. And Bull Sports fans, we are all united. I love y'all, but y'all are fully uh, educated. So y'all don't understand our front office decisions. Everything was a hit and a miss. We had more misses than hit, but they were all educated decisions. We just didn't know the determining factor of how they was going to turn out. That why, that's why it was ultimately a miss. The thing is, we had to play hardball with our face of the franchise, Zach Levine, Zach Levine. And then we thought the continuity part was going to end up panning out. It didn't. The Vooch thing, it, it, it all was a dub, but those were educated, smart moves at the time. Now, with this trade market, you have to look at what's on the market. That's what I'm telling y'all. There wasn't nothing available that was viable as far as us making the trade with these people because we, we were going to have to give up more and we are going to be way worse. So he's learning from his mistakes. So with that said, we have a big offseason coming up. And there's no need for us to make a move now because this team is what it is. When no trades that were actually available 
which always a piece of shit, was gonna actually put us over the hump. We know we ain't going to no no uh no finals this year. We know we ain't even sniffing the Eastern Conference finals. So why will we be going crazy over making a fucking move? You guys are very uneducated, screaming trade, 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 trade. Dude, we have to look to the future. The future is our young guys. Now we have to get the old guys out and then aim towards the future. I told y'all we are actually in a slight rebuild, not a, oh, we uh, fucking trading everybody rebuild. No, we in a slight rebuild because we, we getting rid of our old core because we have to. That's the biggest thing. We have to get rid of Zach, Damar, and Vooch. Now I'm on bandwagon with that because you have to be because it's over with that. It didn't work. The Lonzo thing, it didn't work. So why would we make a trade that would make us drastically worse this year when there was nothing actually available that would make us good for the future? So we didn't do that. So now we have to look forward to our young guys continue to grow in the playoffs. Hopefully we make the play-in. We're looking towards the growth. It's nothing else. And then next season, we build around the Kobe Whites, the Ios, the Patrick Williams, and then we sign Patrick Williams if we are. That's what this season is about. It's about nothing else. Nothing else. There's no need to make no trade. There's nothing there. It's no- All right. So I got to Chalo. I get what you're saying, and I get it that you have a glass half full look outlook on the Chicago Bulls offense. But hardball with Levine, the Bulls didn't really play hardball with Levine. He got the max like he was supposed to get, right? They didn't play hardball. Now, if you're talking about in the trade scenario, I mean, yeah, you want to make sure you get what you're, what you're, that, the thing that improves your team in any Zach Levine trade. You don't want to just send Zach Levine away because Zach Levine wants to go away. Now, as far as the front office and the, the, you said, well, we didn't know how it was going to turn out. Well, that's how you judge front offices. Front offices are, are not just judged off how the trade looks at the time. It's the result of the trade. So you saying like, yeah, well, they signed Vooch. We didn't know it was going to go the way that it was going to go. Yeah, that's why it was a bad move. Part of being a GM, it's not just like being a fan sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, it's it's cool. I'm, it's glass half full. It's saying, hey, you didn't future project this right. You didn't you didn't risk manage this right. And that's where this front office right now comes in. We could talk about it being good decisions at the time all day. But when your front office is about the results of that decision and the results of what AK is telling us and wanting to be this competitive team and wanting to get better and improving, telling us last year after the season ended, Bulls fans are going to be happy or surprised by what we do in the offseason. We weren't, right? So it's not about that. And, and trading at this deadline wasn't always about getting over the hump. Trading at this deadline could have been about taking advantage of the assets before they leave for nothing. Taking advantage, and one thing that we talk about with this front office frequently is the fact that they don't judge the market well as far as future project. We could have got a hell of a great deal last year at the deadline for Zach. Won't even, we'll be lucky if we even sniff close to that deal. You have to be able to take advantage and strike while players' value is at its highest. So it's not just about getting over the hump. Sometimes it's about taking advantage because you're not at the place of giving over the hump and getting some assets back for the future that can help you as you continue to build out this team. So you can keep saying all day, the market, the market wasn't there, the market wasn't there. It's not just about that, though. It's about what you can. I'm sorry. It's not just the market wasn't there. It's that the value that the Bulls had the players at, that's what made the market not be there. And it could pay off for the Bulls in the long run. It could also hurt in the long run. But great voicemail, Chichalo. Thank you for leaving that. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag, 
The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.